0: Thank you for joining me today. This is Colin Hamilton, Commodities Analyst at BMO Capital Markets. And welcome to our short Metals Matters podcast where we highlight the key things you need to know in global metals and mining this week. It's that time of the year again. LME Week is upon us. Still the most important week of the year for base metals and very convenient for those of us based in London, though certainly not that good for sleep. And of course, straight up, I should flag the pinnacle of the week is the BMO Research Seminar on Tuesday afternoon. I'll be joined by guest speakers from uh, CRU and Trafingura to try and make sense of the 2024 outlook. Now, LME Week this year is super busy. I actually think there is more events going on than pre-pandemic. Just as an example, I think I've got five drinks events and two dinners on Monday alone. And this year, importantly, the Chinese contingent is back in town. And like many others, I hope this will give us some guidance on both sentiment and physical market conditions in China at present. What other topics are likely to be front and centre? Well, first off this year, there's likely to be less discussion about the LME itself for once. There are still problems, a broken warehouse system, Russian material dominating inventories. Relative to previous years, the LME can point to some wins even in the much maligned nickel contract. I think there will be some discussion on whether developed world demand is no longer getting worse, but also whether we'll see another year end sharp destock and restock a la end 2022. Given the blowout and spreads, the reasons behind this copper tangle will certainly be a prime topic, and in general, we expect a little less talk of supply concerns than is usual at LME given current market conditions. Uh, this year, India might get more of a mention than usual given strong demand growth what we expect a bit more discussion on renewables and a little bit less on batteries for the individual metals but we see copper for your substitution will be high in the agenda for ali the impact of russian material flows for zinc the impact of mine supply cuts and for nickel how quickly that class 2 surplus becomes visible in class 1 inventories at the end of the day however china property expectations for 2024 will be the topic du jour some things just don't change Let's catch up quickly on industrial production, still a good proxy for industrial metals demand. 2023 will not be a year the global industrial economy looks back on fondly. Uh, Inflation has stymied both global consumer and capital spending in some cases, while slowing global trade, part demand-driven, part geopolitical, has undermined post-pandemic confidence. Headline indicators are certainly still weak, with more countries in manufacturing contraction than expansion. However... At the margin, there is sequential improvement in the August and September data that we have. And we have seen rising energy prices, of course, over the past month as well. And what I would say is, maybe more importantly, the data improvement is cross-regional. We're seeing all the OECD indicators push into positive territory. So these are tentative recovery steps. Um, Significant risk still remains from the lagged impact of higher rates. But for now, even with wider market turmoil, there are some reasons to be slightly more optimistic about the 2024 outlook. So, our made in 2024 global industrial production growth forecast is 1.4 percent. Not great, but it compares to a 0.9 percent estimate for this year, 2.6 percent for 2022, 7.7 percent for 2021, and an average century of 2.2 percent. So, slightly sub-trend it reflects a global economy still adjusting to higher rates but also one where the wider destocking process seen this year is over. Given this scenario, in our view, there'll still be lower than trend metals demand growth for 2024, particularly given the light impacts of a slower China property start cycle. Upside risk, well, that would come from any restock on the back of fast-than-expected rate cuts. I wanted to spend a minute or so on aluminium, which I think is interesting here. Short term, I do think we're at the bottom of the aluminium cycle in terms of fundamentals. Smelters in China's Yunnan province are in the main back up and running close to capacity following the hydropower shortages earlier in the year. And this ramp up, plus the cost deflation, was the key overhang in market sentiment. But now, costs are rising again. Chinese demand looks to be improving though, I would say not next China. And we do see some potential for further Chinese output restrictions in winter, whether for pollution or for power constraints. At LME Week, yeah, I think there will be a lot of discussion about aluminium demand strength from solar panels. might be adding as much as a million tonnes of allied demand this year on a global basis. In terms of the long term, thing of flight, flagged about aluminium is that the market arguably has a larger scale of potential impacts from global thematics over the coming decade than any other that I cover. For carbon, take one. The cost curve will rise and steepen more than any industrial metal if carbon and pricing is incorporated for scrap. Aluminium exports from the developed world might fall more than for other metals. In terms of China and Russia, combined primary output is two-thirds of the global total currently and hence the developed world is more import-reliant than others in a world of reshoring. Aluminium is the natural beneficiary of copper substitution and in terms of the energy transition, we do see aluminium demand potential as somewhat underappreciated. there's no raw material constraint, and without that, it's never something I get super excited on. But I would say for now, well, there are some positive signs. Finally, and briefly, since the last metal matters, we have released our usual quarterly price changes. Why briefly? Well, essentially, for the most part, our 2023-2024 price forecasts have seen little change, given muted market moves, and limited alteration to overall thesis. With the gains in uranium recently, we have pushed that up. We've also increased the long-run price to $65 a pound. Uh, We've popped up iron ore and coking coal into next year, but we're just nickel and palladium expectations. Uh, So rather than that, let's just talk about positioning. In base metals, for the coming months, we have preference for exposure to aluminium, as just discussed, and zinc, where we have seen a number of supply cuts. In copper, the medium-to-long-term fundamental outlook is still good, but the near-term, there is growing the availability of raw material supply, while in nickel, that class 2 surplus is likely to become more visible by year-end. For the bulk coal, both metal and thermal, relatively well positioned here, owing to strong Indian demand and supply issues in China and Australia. And given we're a believer in steel output cuts in China, we do expect stronger steel prices in Q4, but it could bring some near-term pressure in iron ore. No reason, though, to think that we won't get the usual seasonal November-December uplift there, while pellet premiums should remain strong in that scenario. The high degree of uncertainty in global markets will continue to support some demand for gold, however, with a period of higher rates now being built in, we do see some downside risk to prices, with the same true for silver. In PGMs, given we're now trading into the cost curve and underlying auto sales are still robust, we do see a skew of risk to the upside, though, Sentiment and auto strikes pose a headwind. It's a pretty low-conviction goal. Thank you for listening to Metal Matters, and I look forward to seeing many of you in London for LME. And please join me in a couple of weeks for an LME recap, plus the usual chat on other pertinent topics in global metals and bulk commodities. That was Metal Matters presented by BMO Capital Markets Equity Research. You can subscribe to Metal Martyrs on Apple Podcasts and other podcast providers or visit our website at researchglobalzero.bmocapitalmarkets.com to listen to more episodes, including our other podcast series, BMO Equity Research, in tune. If you have feedback or suggestions for upcoming podcasts, please do share it with me at colin.hamilton at bmo.com to access our full disclosures please visit researchglobalzero.bmocapitalmarkets.com forward slash public hyphen disclosure